As families reel following the loss of loved ones to COVID-19, authorities have worked to make more burial space available, particularly in Cape Town. But with an increase in janazas and limited ghusl facilities, are the rights of our family members and friends to a dignified burial being upheld? To explain the procedure for us this morning is Hasila Adhadil Malita and Tarangarod Ghuzulkhana Mualima Nabawiya Bloomberg. If the Nayat passed away, at home, then it's fine. If the maid passed away at the, at the hospital, we have to wait for the body to come. If it's a natural death, it's the members in the house, they need to have two buckets and a big bucket to put under the cartle. They need to have the cartle, a wash cartle from the masjid. They need to have the kafan, all the ingredients, whatever must be, is in the kafan itself. And then the normal ghusl will be, it's also almost as I said, a little loose mark. The SRI body, water the body, and then the limbs, and then we will, the istibara, the istinja, and then the washing of the body, and then the, the rinsing all the soap off, and then we will make the wudu, and then we'll make the husal. Walima Nabuwia adds that the process differs when it is the mayat of a COVID patient. When it's a COVID, the, the body will be stitched. When it's at home, it will be called to husal hana, where it is permissible to make the, the, the husal be. If it's the hospital, it will come from the hospital to the hana. We don't allow family members to come in because of the virus, because we precaution it uh, at least, because um, we want to save them from contracting the virus. The wrapping, it's different from the normal wrapping. In the norm, in the wrapping for the COVID, it's two different things. The wrapping of a normal one, it is like the, the, the nighty, the kudari, and, uh, and the cotton wool and all that, uh, the two layers for the lady in the scarf. So we do all that, like, you know, in, in sequence. But when it comes to the COVID body, it will be the nighty with all the cotton wool uh, attached to it, and then we put it in a bag, a see-through bag. And then, then we put the two pieces over the bag, and then uh, we put another bag over that one. The first one bag, we seal actually, and the second one over that, we leave it open because we leave the, the cotton wool goes on the face, and the tying of the, of the head, we leave that next to it. Mu'alima Nabawiya says that while families are not allowed in, they may watch from a distance. And then when the body comes home, and then um, they don't even see the face. But my organization I'm with, I let them all see the face, but I seal the body, the seal the, I mean, seal the bag, so that the, they can watch from a distance. There is mother laying there, or my sister, or my daughter laying there. And, you know, it's closure for the family while seeing mommy two months ago, and for the first time they see mommy now there. You know, the family was crying, so all of them are positive. They were seeing from a distance, actually, to see mommy, and, and that they could see her now. And, and they were crying because they could see there she is. And they didn't see her for a long time. So that is what our organization actually doing. She noted that the organization facilitates a safe ziyarat. The family have a choice. They want the body not to come home. And they come to Taronga Road where we are making the husa. And then they come view there. Or some families say, no, we've got ample space. In front, the body can come till there, and then we, we, we actually, you know, supervise them.
the protocol, the sanitizer, everything goes with us. And then we, we actually do all the protocols for them there. But at the Husal Hana, it is already been there. So then they will come, they will tell them no, no touching of the cattle, no touching of this, and they understand, and Alhamdulillah, that is how. So the family, it's like we, we want them to ziara because as I said, Taira, closure for the family, for me, Wallahi, is very important. And they shock, actually. They come, they will ask me, um, can we see the face? And I said, and I said, come in, I, I, I guide you through it, and you can see, oh, wow, and you see the face, Wallahi, it is like, you know, the heart is, in, is broken in pieces, but it is, as I said, it is like a console for the heart, really. You only must stress the importance of being prepared. My, my band on of my hand and my, my gloves on and my mask on. So then I can go in and close mommy's face or whatever I'm closing up there. So that is how it, it works. You have to be qualified because you can't be not going in there and the apron you on and the path gloves and then you think it's okay. Because the moment the body, you, you're pressing on the body and so liquid is running out and it is the virus you know, spreading. So if you're not prepared properly and you go in with your normal clothes, it can fall on you and it can take it home. You might not have the virus itself, but you can be a carrier. And that is how we take precaution, inshallah. Tie the camel, and tawaku, and then obviously the tawaku means that you have to prepare yourself before going in there. And then trust in Allah Ta'ala. So if we just go in there without that and thinking, okay, Allah Ta'ala is uh, up there, everything is up there, then we make it is not right because it is wrong because we have to PPE before we can go in there. And that is how we operate. She explained who is able to conduct the ghusl. I was the first Khazila was Khuzalinga. But we were sitting in a class by, by the MJC, the masjid where Sheikh Riyad Fatah is. We were there and the doctors were sitting in front and they gave us a workshop how to handle the body and how to actually prep the body to put it into the, the bags. And, and I went to that class and we got certificates for that also. So it means I am a qualified Razila where the COVID is concerned, inshallah. And for the other one, I sit in class, I was by a madrasa and I've learned that from, from the Sheikh also how to make the, the normal Ghusl as well. Mualima stressed the importance of being qualified. You must have, wallahi, it's so important that you have the qualification doing this because you can not spread the virus if you go in there. Um, if we go in there, we are PPE right from the head until the, till the feet, even the, our feet covers we have on. The whole PPE and we have, I have two aprons on, I have my cap on the head and I have two pair gloves, I have the armbands on and I have a, a mask on, the surgical mask and I have my device. So everybody we go in like that. And for everybody we do, it's a, it's a, it's a different PPE we put on. Undertaker Armin Scruder says an increasing concern by family members is identifying the deceased. Well, what we've noted now in you know, for quite some time is that people are questioning whether that is their family member. Remember that when we get the body from the hospital, that's in the sealed bag. Many questions people ask, is that my mother or my father or my family member that you said? And it's because there's also certain undertakers, myself as well, we don't like to open up the face. Before we start, we take a photo of the deceased person's face. And in the past, we would like say, okay, I'm going to forward it to you. Then we forward it to that person, and then we found out they shared the information. So 
So we decided that no, that wasn't to work. So now what we do is now is we um, we take the photo and we also family member to come to the washing facility. Then take a look at the photo and you can now verify whether that is your family member that uh, that we are busy with. He called on community members to take responsibility for their loved one's personal belongings. Person is in hospital. The phone and his money and the charger and his rings and. Now when the person passes away, then they say to us, no, but looking, and particularly for the ID document as well, now look in the pocket, you'll find the ID document. Now I'm not going to discuss people's things. Anything could happen. There could be things in there they're not supposed to see as well. So we're asking, saying to families, please take that form of responsibility. Come out to the hospital, make contact with the ward, and then say, listen, you'll be here to collect the personal belongings of the uh, particular loved ones so that they can hand over the ID to the to the undertaker. Scruder also appealed to the community to take a picture of the ID document. When when a person is admitted to hospital, right, or the ambulance can feature at home or whatever the case is, then you give the ID document for the patient in the ambulance. So now they get to hospital and they use the ID to process him. Now when you something for when the person passes on and you ask for the ID, say that the ID leaves the hospital. Take a photo, actual photo of the ID. So if anything should happen to the person in the hospital, and the undertaker, like ourselves, will ask, send us a copy of the ID or send us a copy of the ID via WhatsApp. Then at least they got a copy so that we can work with something at the hospital because we don't want to have that run around when you go to the hospital and you pick up the, the, the PI forms from the hospital. Now we find out that the ID number is maybe not right written or the name is not written right. Various undertakers have highlighted that their journey over the past few months has not only been physically draining but emotionally taxing as well. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make light their affairs, reward them abundantly for their efforts and sacrifice and accept all duas made for and by them. We also make dua for a beautiful abode in Jannah for all deceased and contentment for the families and friends left behind. Inshallah, Amin. For VOC News, I'm Taira Saleh.